Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Gabe Morenci, and I'm on the freaking grid. And so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Cam, let's do this thing. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, Morenci. Ready to rock. Uh, lots of uh, talented wide receivers in this year's pool, buddy. And I got a couple sleepers for you, real deep. Yeah, that's right. Me and Cam will get into the National Football League's uh, wide receiver um, draft um, this year. Uh, FanDuel has a couple of uh, numbers up, a bunch of props up, in fact. Uh, pertaining to pretty much every position. We spent a lot of time last week talking about Tom Brady. Uh, we've talked about Jameis Winston. Um, yet, one thing that we can control right now for betting purposes, and it's getting tough, guys. They're shutting the leagues down. They're even shutting the horse tracks down, Cam. Yeah, I know. It's frustrating. Every day there's a new one, Gabe, and soon it's uh, there's going to be nothing left, buddy. So, But, hey, the NFL draft will go on. That's the good, that's the good news. It's going to be in a room. It's going old school, but it's going to go down. Yeah, word on the street is, Cam, you were watching some Woodbine racing the other night, and uh, you thought it was live, and it was from like six <laughs> years ago. Yeah, no, I kind of looked at You're the like, come on, four horse, come on. You're like, oh, no, they canceled my race. <laughs> 2014 greatest hits at Woodbine. I'm like, what the hell is going on? You could actually tell a little bit by the horse. It just, the broadcast looks a little bit older, and the fonts are bigger. Like, remember back in the day, game, like yeah, the yeah. boards were just huge. So, yeah, I knew it was something was off. But, yeah, it's uh, I'm missing sports big time, buddy. But uh, hopefully we can entertain the people. Well, listen, so we do have the NFL draft, and the NFL draft is um, is going on as planned. They're actually going to do it old school. That goes goes on as planned. There's no longer a party in the Bellagio fountain anymore. <laughs> that, that's not happening. Right? It's not happening. They're going to do it out of a TV studio. We talked about it. They're going to go old school, sort of vintage style. And I think it'll make for good TV. So the, the draft goes forward um, for now. And I think I think it's, listen, we can't predict the future. But, you know, we've got the draft to bet on, and the numbers will change. The props will change, all right? The markets aren't going to stay the same all the time. But I did want to focus in on the wide receivers, um, uh, Cam, because I got to tell you, and you and I have been around a long time, um, and hopefully we're around a lot longer. Wash your hands. <laughs> stay safe. <laughs> but you and I have been around a long time. And yeah. honestly, like, I always hate when people say, oh, this is the best ever, and yeah. Man, we'll get into it. The other day on Twitter, I saw Wilbon, Michael Wilbon, and I don't often agree with Wilbon, but I had to. Um, ESPN has like a bracket, head-to-head players, college basketball of all time. Zion Williamson beat Danny Manning. No, that's that. Like, yeah. like, dude, yeah, come like, on. Danny Manning's one of the greatest college players of all time, won a national I, title. I agree. Like, are you kidding me? Zion Williamson played like 18 games, yeah, broke his hurt. shoe, never won yeah. anything. Like, yeah. I cursed. Yeah, he was a fun dunker. <laughs> yeah. But like Wilbon, Wilbon brought up and he said, and I was glad that he said it because he's on ESPN. And he said, all you damn kids don't know anything if you didn't see it on SportsCenter this morning. Yeah. And I like that he called him out for that. So my point is, whenever I hear best this, best that, I'm always like, guys, you got to chill out, man. Yet this wide receiver class, Cap, there's never been a deep class like this. No, like I, honestly, like I'm not exaggerating. There's this is the deepest. Doesn't mean I don't know how many Hall of Famers we're gonna get out of this. I don't know. Time will tell. We'll know in ten years. But I'll tell you right now, there's never been a wide receiver class like this before coming into the NFL draft. 
No, you said it. I'm looking up and down the list, and you look at the guy, it's like, love him, love him, amazing. Like, Gabe, I was looking like 14, 15 receivers yes. deep and going, these are the guys that I like. I got a guy outside the top 10 that I think is absolutely going to be amazing, and I can't believe the numbers right now. And I'll tell you one thing. If you don't, uh, you know, you could look at Ruggs, you could look at Judy, you could look at all these guys, Lamb, but I'll tell you something, Gabe. Who knows what these teams are going to do? Like, these guys are very, very close to top three or four guys in talent as well. So you might want to go value shopping, as we like to do, buddy. I, I think we can get a good number. I'll tell you what. There are guys in this year's NFL draft in the wide receiver uh, position that would normally be like the third or fourth wide receiver taken. Correct. Or you'd exactly. be like, you know, like, put it like, remember a couple of years ago, John Doxon out of TCU. Yep. He was good at TCU. He's never been good in the NFL. He, he gets was. hurt all the time. Too many injuries, yeah. But it, it was weird. In TCU, he was tough. Like, you'd go up, he'd get footballs. He was really, really, really great good. Great acrobatic catches, too. Yeah, like, he, he was, like, known as one of the better wide receivers of that. Like, if, if it, this year, he'd be, like, the 18th guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's literally that deep, guys. Yet, I think it's going to hurt the players' camp when it comes to the draft. Because there's so many of them. And NFL general managers are going to say, you know what? I don't need to draft this guy here right now when I can get a guy that's just as good as him in the third or fourth round because there's so many of them, right? Now, there's going to be an initial run on these wide receivers, and it's going to be hard to leave a Jerry Judy on the board, man. Someone's going to be like, oh, we got to take this guy. I don't know. Is Jerry Judy a star in the NFL? I don't know if he is. Is Ruggs a star in the NFL? I don't know. Like, you're kind of rolling the dice on all of them to begin with, uh, to be honest, as good as they are coming in. We're not saying all these guys are better than Jerry Rice and they're, you know, they're better than Michael Irvin and all this type of stuff. But what I'm saying is it's a bigger pool. Like, there's no way, Cam, out of these 16 guys that three, four of them aren't mega stars. Just to use an example, we could look at K.J. Hamler from Penn State. He's ranked anywhere between, like, 11 and 13. Yeah, and he's really good. Either. I think he's a stud. Like I watch you watch him play at Penn State. I'm like, this guy to me looks like a guy you would take very, very early. Like, you know, it's late first, second round pick. And you said it, man. These guys are gonna hurt their own cash flow because you gotta draft linemen. You gotta draft other positions. You might need a defensive lineman, a linebacker. So some of these wide receivers that could go in the second round might go in the third and fourth game because the talent pool is so damn deep. It's amazing. All right. So how about this the, in modern era, the 2004 wide receiver class? Larry Fitzgerald, Roy Williams, Reggie Williams, Lee Evans, Michael Clayton, Michael Jenkins, and Rashawn Woods. It was pretty, pretty deep. Good. That's good. Not great. Yeah. No. 2014 is kind of the modern, like this, this is reminiscent of 2014. 2014, five receivers taken in the first round. Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Brandon Cooks, Kelvin Benjamin. Wow. Second round, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, John Brown, Martavis Bryant, Quincy, and Nunwa. Like, all taken in the yeah. same uh, draft. Nunwa, sixth round, Bryant, fourth round. Willie Sneed, undrafted, but he turned out to be pretty good. That's pretty much the deepest. There was, there's one, Andre Reed uh, came in. Like, there was an older one in, like, 95, 96 uh, we can get into. But yeah. I'm just stating... Out of like, out of all <laughs> yeah. these guys, some of these guys are going to be really, really, really good. I'd now, say it's most, interesting. most of them, and except for Kelvin Benjamin, there. Bust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was really good. He was he good just, for the first couple of years. First couple of years, yes, I he, agree. He bloated. 
Yeah, he, got, he, he had the good life, Gabe. He got a taste. He got a taste of uh, the finer things. Yeah, he was a psycho. Remember he yeah. ripped Cam Newton? Oh, oh how yeah. do you expect me to play yeah. with the Cam Newton? He's hey. the MVP, jackass. Yeah, the best is he goes to the Bills. No, I don't want to help out this rookie quarterback. He could figure it out himself. Remember? Like, let's catch yeah. some balls in pregame. No, that's just, yeah, the guy had a bad yeah, attitude. Josh Allen, before Houston-Texan game, <laughs> went up to him in a pregame warm-up. And he said, hey, Calvin, he goes, let's run a couple of routes here to get yeah. on the same page. Bevin said, nah. And I walked away from him. <laughs> Good guy. <laughs> yeah, class act. Yeah. But he's out of the league now. Dumbass. Yes. Yeah, he's a dumbass. That's why he's out of the league. I don't trust Florida State players. Um, all right, so five receivers taken in 2014. That was a great class then. So this year, FanDuel has it up right now. Total wide receivers taken in the first round over under five and a half. Wow. Uh, but it's minus 152 to the over. I don't think it goes over, Ken. I think that as deep as the class is, it punishes these guys. I would agree. They're going to get screwed over because of how deep it is. I, I know what the thing is, too. And I don't want to have the same takes and agree, but we agree because it makes total sense. Think about this, too. That number is the same number, very close to the offensive lineman we talked about. And you went through the teams, and we all said, need, heavy yeah, need. And we already know you, there's four quarterbacks being taken. That's what I'm talking about. So do, due to process of elimination, if you take offensive linemen, quarterbacks, and some guys, hey, Eason could even slip into the first round. Who knows? And they go, wow, this guy might be a hidden gem. So the way I look at it, it will punish them. There will be tons of these guys going off the board in the second round. I'm not sure in the first, probably. What do you think, Gabe? Five? It might get to five, but over, I'm thinking four or five. I, I don't think well, we can Jerry, get six. Jerry Judy has the highest number on the board at 11 and a half. Yep. I don't think he goes. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think he's going to go that high. Around, what do you think he's going to go? Around 14, 15? Somewhere around there. Put it this way, I think C.D. Lamb goes before him. Interesting. And I was going to take Rugs at six to one before uh, it's Lamb or Rugs for me. That's uh, and the thing about Rugs is you can look at him, Gabe, and go, he is the fastest guy on the board. But the one thing about Rugs is take a look at his route running. It really improved at the end of the season for him. So he won't be the first. He won't be the first one taken. I'm just saying at six to one on FanDuel. I know. I know he's six to one. That's very interesting to Jerry me. Jerry Judy is minus one fifteen. I'd go with C Lamb. CD Lamb is plus one twenty. The Jets are drafting eleventh. Yeah. CD Lamb on the Jets would be uh, be a nice fit. CD Lamb is basically guys. If you don't know, he catches. Um, he's Tyreek Hill, except he hasn't beat his kids or his wife up. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's awful. It's, it's just your bluntness of your joke was very strong. <laughs> I wasn't even joking. I was no, 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 just no, like, no, no, he hasn't slapped anybody around. And the thing about him too is he no, but like no, I, I but think has better if hands. you're comparing him to a football player, he's yes. Tyreek Hill. I think he has better hands. But too. he's bigger than Tyreek Hill. He's yeah. thicker. Yeah, he like you're right. He, you're right. He's a better receiver. Tyreek Hill's not a great receiver. No, he's just a burner. How many times Tyreek Hill's cost me a bet, bro, over the years because he dropped a wide open bomb? Exactly. It's like, oh, bro, you dropped it. Are you kidding me? That's kind of like rugs. No, no, you're right. Like, C.D. Lamb's a better receiver. He's more physical. He can take a hit better than Hill. He's a little thicker than Hill. Like, but same type, same type of player, Cam. Smaller dude, Scott type guy. You know what I mean? Sure. Think about him that I love. It's it's when you watch an Oklahoma game. Any type of position, you can line him up anywhere. He catches everything. Yes. He's, not, he's not afraid of traffic. You're right. His bone structure is a little bit bigger. Like, Hill's more of a toothpick. He's got a little bit more meat on the bone, which I like. Um, there's, and the thing about him is, I just would draft him because I trust him more. 
I know he got a little bit banged up at the end because that's because well, he played through pain too. Yeah, tw- like the guy had like 22 targets a game. Like he was catching 13, 14 balls. Like everything went to him, and he and he and he was happy to catch everything. Right? I saw You're- him get. I watched every Oklahoma game. He got murdered some games. Yeah, I got to tell you, you're right. Like, he got smoked a few times, man. And he would get right back up. He got hurt, man. He came back in and saved their ass once. Like, uh, he's good. Like, they have another kid, actually, on Oklahoma. He's not in the draft. He's back in Oklahoma. I don't know if his name's Johnson or whatever. But anyways, I'm just saying, he's really good, that wide receiver, this kid. But um, CeeDee Lamb's a freaking stud. And I think he's going to go before Judy. You know why, Cam? You just called it. It was a good point. That he can do everything. He can do everything. Like, Jerry Judy reminds me of Amari Cooper a little bit. It's that Bama thing. It's like, yeah, he might be really good, but I'm sort of getting cold feet about him. (laughs) It's like, yeah, he might be good, but he might be okay only. And like, I wouldn't take him that high because the other guys are really good. Right? Like, that's why I look at that. But C.D. Lamb is so unique. He's not like the other guys. He's so fast. He's like lightning fast, guys. Like he's like Tyreek Hill type fast. He's stronger than Tyreek. He can catch the ball. And great point, Cam. You can take C.D. Lamb and you can tell him, go on the outside and just run straight down the field. We're going to throw you a bomb, right? Like we're just going to go deep right to you right now. You can tell him, you know what? run a reverse screen here, and we're going to give you a little pitch reverse. You can do that with him. You can tell him, you can line him up at running back cam and yep. sort of say, listen, we're going to line you up here sort of in the slot slash running back and throw you a screen, just a bubble screen, and you can get loose. You can set him up in the slot. You know, he'll get murdered in the slot in the NFL, but the point is he's not scared to go over the middle of the field at least either, right? Like he's fast enough that he can navigate his way through linebackers. Also, another thing that he does, take a look at him in the open field when he catches the ball. His juking is some of the best I've ever seen. If you look at the Alabama receivers, they're more speed. Those guys just take off. That's the thing. Like look at Ruggs, right? He ran a 4.27. Ruggs is the fastest. Like if you want to talk about a 40-yard dash fast, but Lamb is sneaky fast because when he has the ball, he's shifty. He knows how to like, you know, when to start and stop to, to really, uh, I've watched him burn so many cornerbacks who thought they were going to have a pick. He just gets it before little mo- juke move. He gone. Like he's just one of those things. Like he's so elusive with better hands. And that's why I wouldn't take Judy first. Actually. I think, I think there's more bust potential between him uh, in, in comparison. Rugs you could draft for speed, and Lamb is the best all-around receiver. So I would have my rankings a little bit different. I would probably go Lamb first, and I think it's a pick em between Rugs well, and Lamb. Well, uh, Lamb is uh, right behind him at 12 yeah, and a half. Yeah, exactly. It's 11 and a half and 12 and a half. I think C.D. Lamb, I think C.D. Lamb goes uh, before he does. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's a great point uh, that, that you raise. Um, as far as the the dynamics that C.D. Lamb brings to the table compared uh, to to the other guys, now listen, this isn't a slight on Jerry Judy. No, it's Jerry not. Judy's the complete package. Like that's the thing with this guys, they're all so good. You start to look for like weaknesses and stuff, but they're all different. They're all sort of. That's what like if you're an NFL team, you can get like your deep guy, your slot guy, your possession guy, um, your sort of grinder winner guy. Like, there's so many great guys here, but I do think C.D. Lamb goes first as far as the wide receivers are concerned. Yeah. Now, are there going to be five of them in the first round, Cam? So the five in the first round would be Jerry Judy, Judy. and I'm just going by what the numbers have. 
Jerry Judy, 11 and a half. Yep. C.D. Lamb, 12 and a half. Whatever. I think C.D. Lamb goes before. I think both of them are locks. They're locks in the first round. Next. No, no, they're, they're first round locks. But I don't, yeah. think, I don't think Jerry Judy goes 11 and a half. I think he goes like a little after that. And I think that C.D. Lamb could go a little earlier than that. Like, it wouldn't shock me. Like, a lot of people have C.D. Lamb locked into the Jets at 11. He might not last to 11. Some team might say, we need talent. We need speed. Grab him. Right? Like, grab him. Um, he's that. But then you get into, you know, team needs and stuff. Right? I mean, there's, there's, there's a draft order to this. So... I think CeeDee Lamb's the first one. But if you're looking at the the first round guys, if there's going to be five of them, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs III. So Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy, both Alabama guys. Yep. Jerry Judy is more, he's a lot like Amari Cooper. Like he really is. Like he's he looks like him. He sort of runs like him. He's got, you know, it's a lot the same. And... He can go over the middle. He can make catches. He's very dynamic. He's versatile as well. In the National Football League, they're seeing him more as a slot type guy. That he's not a breakaway speed NFL guy. Sort of seeing comparisons to Devontae Adams for him. That he, and that's not a bad comparison, right? No. <laughs> like, uh, that, you know what? They're like, yeah, like if he's really good in the NFL, he'll be like Devontae Adams. He'll be tough and he'll make plays for you. Uh, Ruggs is just a flat-out speed burner. Yes. Like, Ruggs just, like, if you see the game tape of Ruggs, like you said, Cam, he's very vertical, though, right? He's just takes off. He's, like, he's getting a little bit better. Like, at the end of the, at the end of his campaign in Alabama, I think he, he was starting to run better routes. But I know, he, but a lot of those passes, Cam, are that simple drop-back yeah. throw to him on the sideline, and he just yeah. goes straight down the field. Yep, I agree. I, in I, the I, NFL, it's going to be a little bit more of an issue. Like, he's yeah. better than John Ross. Oh, yes. Yes, like John Ross. Yeah. And John, but John Ross was good in college. John Ross was Very, good in college. I wish I loved him at Washington, Gabe. Yeah, he was, like just, he was good. He, just, he got open. His body, he got hurt. He's, yeah, he's, but Ruggs, I, so Ruggs is an injury prone, but he's more, he's like I said, if you like a flat out speed guy, Ruggs is your guy. Exactly. And he's fast as hell, but he's not as dynamic as C.D. Lamb is. Like, Ruggs, you can't move around everywhere on the field. You could. I'm sure, listen, it's only, he's a kid, so I'm sure he could do anything. But he's a freaking stud. His over-under is 15 and a half. I don't think all these guys are going to go this high. Um, a guy that I like, Cam, and my track record with wide receivers is pretty good, actually. Except I will admit, um, I will stone-cold admit I was dead wrong about uh, Laquan Treadwell. All right, we'll take a quick break. Get on the grid. We'll continue the conversation. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down with the Rachel Redhead Cam Stewart. We're talking NFL wide receivers as far as the upcoming draft is concerned. The over and uh, under is five and a half, guys. You know what, Gabe? I just figured it out. It's going to go under. Even if uh, even if they get the fifth guy, and you were talking about all these other guys. So, Judy, he's a lock to go first. That That's C.D. Lamb, lock to go first. Ruggs, the third, lock to go first. 
and Jefferson, I think, from LSU will be that guy. But uh, Cheneau from Colorado, he's a guy that people are ranking like fifth or sixth. I think he will slip to the so second T. round. T. Higgins is the border. Yeah, T. Higgins, too. So it goes to Jefferson at 22 and a half after Ruggs at 15 and a half. Jefferson, 22 and a half. And then T. Higgins is 30 and a half. Mm. Then it closes out. Now, I like T. Higgins a lot, but there's not going to be a need to take him in the first round. Teams are going to take him in the second round. Like, yep. He's really good. T. Higgins is really, really good. He's going to be a good NFL wide receiver. The Buffalo Bills like him, I know. A lot of teams are going to like him. He's physical. He's big. He's sort of your guy that can go up in the end zone, a red zone target, and, and get a ball. He can catch balls in traffic, which people like. There's a lot to like about T. Higgins. Yet, I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick, Kev. I would go under, and it's plus money. I mean, yeah. they got it... Um, They've got it. Uh, they got a minus 152 to the over. I think there's four guys drafted in the first round, as I say. If you're going to make that bet, these these are the guys. Judy, you know that, Gabe. Lamb, Lamb or Judy. And then you go to Ruggs and you go to Jefferson. That's four. You're right. I think Higgins probably goes early second round. Chanel from Colorado goes early second round. And maybe a guy like uh, Denzel Mims from Baylor, but I still have a guy even like deeper on the, uh, oh, yeah, me too. We're not, we'll like, get into it. We'll we're we're, not, we're, we're not even there yet. Set yeah. down, Mel Kuyper. Settle <laughs> down, Tom McShay. There's the guy, there's a guy that I love. No, there's guys, exactly. <laughs> we'll get down there. But, so it's five and a half. So under five and a half guys is plus 120. And as we stated, put it this, and I talked about this on the podcast a bit. Think of it in fantasy football terms, guys. You don't take a quarterback early, do you? No. Nope. Why? Because there's a ton of quarterbacks. And they're basically, after a couple of guys, they're all they're the same. They're all the same. Exactly. So it's the same thing. That's what I said. C.D. Lamb, and it's not that even C.D. Lamb's way better than all these other guys, but C.D. Lamb's sort of the unique guy that, like Cam said, you can't say he's a can't miss, but you don't really have to worry about him running routes or anything. Like, he can okay. do everything. You already know he's good. Like you said, out of all the guys... He's the guy you can drop on an NFL field in week one and be ready to play right away. I'd flip the lines. It's interesting. I've been to two books, and you said it on FanDuel. Lamb's plus 120, right? And see, uh, and Judy's the favorite. I'd, I'd swap them. I see immense potential. Like, I, I know it's only 20 cents, but you're getting plus money on a receiver that we think is better and a better all-around guy. But it's this, is this this Alabama mystique? Like, Judy's good. I'm not taking anything away from Judy. And he does a lot of the things well, but I'm with you. I just, like, from all the games that I watch, Lamb's my guy, too. I, I, I just, I love him. Uh, you know, a guy that I like, and as I stated, my track record's pretty good. And I swear, going back, when Twitter was around then, I was saying how the Bills need to draft Odell Beckham. And you guys got to understand, Odell wasn't a star star then. Like, if you watch college football, yeah, he, was good, he was good, but he was kind of, people were like, wow, he's not a speedster. If you remember, he got caught smoking weed. Remember, like, people were like, yeah, he smokes weed a lot in college. In those days, there was a bigger deal. They're like, yeah, he's kind of a pothead. He's a nice kid, but he smokes weed. And and they were like, and I was like, this kid's a star. I knew, Kev. I was like, and I was on Twitter. I was like, this kid's a star. And I like Sammy Watkins. Yep. You know what I mean? But a, I, I like Odell better. <laughs> but that was the year they were in the same draft. Yeah. And that was the year that the Bills traded up. The Bills actually had like the ninth pick or tenth pick or whatever. And they traded up to the fourth pick and drafted Sammy Watkins. And then the Giants just drafted Odell at nine or whatever it was. Nine, I believe. 
And we saw what happened there. And we saw Sammy never really worked out in Buffalo. And we lost draft picks. We traded a lot to get, to get up there. We never, it wasn't his fault. We never really knew how to use him. And then he got hurt. But anyways, I liked Odell a lot. And I'm, I like the kid out of LSU a lot. I like Jefferson. I do too. He's not as flashy as some of these other guys. But I see a lot of Odell Beckham in him, Cam. You know what I mean? You look at those catches that you made with Joe Burrow. Very Odell-like. Burrow would just heave it down the field. He'd go up with the one-handed catch, you know, like get it, get one foot in bounds perfectly. Very skilled athletic guy when it comes to making a catch. And he's good down the field. He's fast enough. People are like, oh, he's not a speedster. Yeah, he's fast enough. I wanted to bring it up earlier, Cam. He's fine. One of the most overrated things to me is the 40 time with wide receivers. Yep. Very few times are you running that play where you run 40 yards down the field, okay? Number two, in today's day, day and age in the NFL cab, quarterbacks don't have time for that. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, you know what I mean? Like, to me, and I've heard it, it's true, I care about your acceleration time, Cam. Like, how fast can you burst from getting the ball and then your initial burst time? I don't really care if you're 4-4 four, four, or 4-3. Four, no, you have to it's break like whatever. I'm not running the U.S. relay team here. Elusiveness. Exactly. Can, like, do can you, you have pivot, an explosive can burst? you pivot quickly? Make a different yeah, move to like the other side. It's a burst that you're looking yeah. for more so than anything. And Like, Michael Irvin was told, oh, you're not yeah. fast. And you know yeah. what he said? He goes, uh, you know what? He goes, I might not be track fast, but he goes, I'm football fast. Exactly. And Michael Irvin was plenty fast enough, guys. Three Super Bowls and a Hall of Famer and a national champion in college. Like, one of the greatest wide receivers ever, right? Jefferson like, still ran a fourth, uh, four Jerry point. Jerry Rice wasn't That's a track fine. star. Oh, Jer- Jerry Rice was yeah, slow. They said he was slow. Like he was, yeah, exactly. That's an absolute point. But when he had it, like he had that ability, the breakaway, the acceleration, yes, everything coming off a cut. Those yes. are things that you look at. It's knowing uh, how to like juke someone, bait them yeah. in to think you're not, and then you take off. Like there's it's an art it's not just being fast like if, if it was every fast guy ever to play college football would be a millionaire right now in the nfl they're not they're working at walmart right now and a lot of fast guys i hate or to say enterprise it. i should say <laughs> yeah enterprise that help ncaa athletes and another thing is uh, a lot of fast guys have bad hands you've seen it back oh, in the yeah. day, right like the raiders that was their big thing when we were growing up you know when we were younger early 80s oh let's get track stars and then willie galt figured it out right he was a burner that Learn how to catch. Even Buddy okay. that was on the Niners and the Bills. What was his name? Uh, Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin. Goodwin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it took him a few years to hang on to the ball, Cam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it did. like, in the early days in Buffalo, he'd make a catch. He'd drop one. He'd get hurt. Like, that's the thing with these track guys, too. They get hurt. Listen, I'm old enough to remember uh, Ronaldo Nehemiah. And he was literally like a U.S. Olympian track guy. And he was one of the first guys that they said, you know what? You've never played football in your life before, have you? And he's like, no. And they're like, you know, you're freaking fast, bro. And they basically told him. He was on the San Francisco 49ers. So a good team did it. So he was on the Niners, and they told him, basically, just run straight down the field. Like, they didn't really even try to bother to teach him roots, really. Like, they realized, no, no, like, it's too late for that. Let's just teach him how to catch a bomb. Right, and they used to use him like this. Once in a while, he'd catch it, but drop a lot. He'd drop a lot. He'd always pull his groin. He yep. like he'd run down the field, yes. and he'd yes. have to like take me out of the game. You know what yep. I mean? Like, you, you see that? Like Willie Galt was one of the first consistent track guys that was out there. Yeah, 
And Willie, and Willie didn't, Willie wasn't known for his hands either, right? But still, it's still a great wide receiver. But so the Jefferson kid, I like a lot, Cam. I, I just think he's an NFL type of guy. He reminds me of Odell a lot, sort of same body type, 6'3", 220, 225, right. fast enough to get down the field, uh, acrobatic catches, played in a big-time conference, won a national championship, played well in big games. Yep. Uh, like I said, and they're like, well, he's not breakaway speed, like the knock on him. And I'm like, breakaway speed? I'm like, he was wide open in the, the SEC, time. which is the fastest conference <laughs> in the country. So I don't know what you're talking about. No. Another note, Gabe, I was just thinking, as a Buffalo Bills fan, you guys shouldn't draft Clemson players in the first round. No. Doesn't work out very well. Uh, our boy, C.J. Spiller, too. Didn't oh, work out can. there. Sammy Watkins <laughs> did not work out. Yeah. C.J. Spiller? Nope. C.J. Spiller did not work out. Um, well, we just lost Shaq Lawson. Um, yeah. There's more. Yeah. yeah, there's there's carnage when it comes to. To be honest, there's a lot of Clemson players, actually, that haven't been great in the NFL. There's a pattern with them. They get hurt. Like, C.J. Spiller was good, but he got yeah, hurt, got all, the hurt all the time. Sammy exactly. Watkins has played the best football of his career now. Like, he's finally, when he's not like the main guy, but he's had Sammy Salvage. It's been a nice run for him. Um, you know, uh, Mike Williams on the Chargers. Very yeah. good. He's hurt. one of these guys. You're like, man, you're freaking good, but it's hard to count on you. You know what exactly. I mean? Very unreliable. Flaky kind of injury prone. You don't want to yeah, be too negative. Yeah, it's crazy because the school wins national championship. They're always there. But, yeah, some of their players. You know what? I'd rather take a, a defensive player on Clemson more than an offensive player, I think, a lot of the time. So who's your biggest dog? Like, okay, I got a, so I got yeah, a so guy. Give, give me a well, guy. Let me, in the, out, let me just throw out quickly from the betting perspective what I think. Okay. I'm thinking under five and a half plus 120. I'm thinking C.D. Lamb is the first receiver taken plus 120. It's tough, but I I like them. Yep. Yeah, both plus money bets. Can't go yep. wrong betting plus money bets. Um, and then individually, I don't really want to mess with Judy and Lamb too much. I don't think Judy goes at 11 and a half, but I don't think that Jefferson will be. I like him, but I think that teams are going to think we can get him in the second round. And I don't think he goes in the top 22 and a half. Nope. And I don't think T. Higgins, Higgins is goes. a first round pick either. I think he'll, and it's not a slight on him. But he's another one that people are going to be like a receiver. Clemson, he got he got hurt in college. He was kind of banged up a lot. He's tough, but I don't know, man. Seems to me like like you said, if I'm the Bills, I don't want to draft this kid. Like we've been down this road before. Yeah, uh, I have a guy, Gabe. So who's your guy? And I'm going to tell you, he's a Canadian, Ch Claypool from the New Nor Notre Dame. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to yep. go on record right now and say he is going to be one of the best in this draft. Right now, they, they lined him up at tight end. He had nine touchdowns in his last five games. As you talked about, all big games, a huge bowl game against Iowa State, as we know. The guy's a target machine. Also, he is fast now. If he loses weight, he's 238 pounds. If he sheds weight, the guy's an absolute stud. He murders people. He runs over people. He has pr pretty good speed. Like, there's so many things I love about this guy. Claypool, to me, whoever drafts this guy, he is my super, super underrated like dog and i like i told you i like hamler from penn state but claypool you know who is I thought my guy you were gonna say who my guess you were gonna say is uh Ayuk out of arizona state I, I like him but claypool to me i just think they're the guy's 6'4 238 pounds right now 
He has a, he has a size advantage over guys. Like you could line him up, Gabe. He was playing tight end and just like it was a joke. It was like a receiver. The guy was so damn good, and he got good as the season progressed too. Look at him in all of his big games, like a four touchdown game, two touchdown game. The guy was just a monster down the stretch for the Irish man from Victoria, BC. You know we're not talking about a good call cam. I like it. You know what we didn't bring up at all either is, I don't know if he's a star, but I think he's going to be damn good, is uh, the kid out of USC, Michael Pittman. Pittman, I agree with you. See, this is what we're talking about. Six foot three, 220 pounds, real nice hands. Yep. Um, I've seen him make some really nice catches on the sideline. He's not, he's one of these tough, like, he's a stud wide receiver. Like, you know, look at, put, put it this way. Like, if Robert Woods has had the career that he's had, then Michael, this Pittman kid could have a career. I agree 100%. I, I like Pittman a lot. That's the thing we're talking about. And this is the this guy is the 14th ranked re- receiver on, like, some charge. Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. You, they, see they, you just nailed it, Cam. I was going to say, good call. That's the guy, Cam, that I think nobody, you just called him. The, that's the guy. And I swear oh, to God, I was guys. just going to bring him up. Yep. And I was going to say... <laughs> He's a guy, and he's, he's ranked like 12th on the prospect yeah. list, oh, I think. Oh, he's so good. But he might be one of those guys that's like the best NFL guy. I'm t- yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, they basically state, like, people are like, a lot of people think, yeah, there's something special about him I that, think that people don't realize about. Like, that, that same thing. He does it all. Explosive after the catch. Physical. Can make catches. Like, people love him, Cam. And he's like ranked 12th out of no. the rankings. I know. I would rank him way higher than that. I told you. Claypool and Johnson are my guys. Those are my guys. Like if me and you were in the war room, I think we have to get that guy. And I and we watched a lot of Minnesota Golden Gopher games. He was open all the time. And when he catches, he gets better. It's like when he gets fed, he gets into the game. Like he is just, I, I watched him going, this guy's amazing. Every single route, perfect. All great hands. Good attitude. Everything I liked about this guy, I think he's an absolute 12th ranked receiver. Are you kidding me? Whoever gets Johnson is going to be so happy, Gabe. I'll tell you one thing. If me and you were in the war room, I'd have him circled big time. I love him. What do you think of the kid from Colorado? Should know. Overrated. Yeah, you know what? I want to like the kid. He's all right. He's going to get hurt in the NFL, bro. He's always going to be hurt. He's yeah. always going to be hurt. Like, I don't, I wouldn't draft him. He's already, like, got the banged up, right? I so. know, but I don't, I hate to hold it against him because he played for free for Colorado, but it is what it is, kid, right? What and you know what it is? I think he's got a bad hip. That's a real problem. Yeah, <laughs> like, there was, you know what I mean? And I saw him play a lot, Karen. I know you watch Pac 12 a lot. I watch him play, and I saw a lot of drops in college, even. Yeah. Like they have him ranked. He's with- overrated. Like you said, they were like, oh, and this Chano, Chano. I'm like, yeah, he's good, guys, but he's not even a first rounder, in my opinion. The thing is, they have him ranked like him and T. Higgins, like the same. I've looked at nah, like. T. Higgins way better than he is. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, though. I, I know. I know. I, 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 like, I've seen some rankings that have him higher than T. Higgins. I would, but I hate to say it, I like David Johnson way more than Chano. And Johnson's ranked 12th. That tells you. And, you know, me and you aren't NFL scouts. I'm just giving out the eye test. Yeah, he's good, though. It's not that he isn't. The oh, thing with Chano is he's good, but you he's don't third round good. Oh. Like I said, we're yeah. not here to criticize any of these kids. They're all so freaking good. Yeah. Like, they, they really are that good. Like, there's guys like, um, you know, we didn't even bring up the K.J. Hill kid, Ohio State. Like, there's yeah. hey, we can go on and on and on and on and on. There's just so many. 
16? Like, come on, man. There's and great I wide receivers, guys. Like, this class is unparalleled, but that's exactly why we can make money, guys. Betting under five and a half wide receivers taken in the first round. There's a plethora of these guys to be taken in the second round, third round, fourth round, man. Game time decisions. Our first guy that got it in the National Football League, and that, of course, is Sean Payton. He thought that they should postpone NFL free agency due to the coronavirus. And, you know, the NFL obviously has gone forward uh, with it. Uh, as a betting man, Cam, I'm willing to bet it that he got it at the track. Yeah, <laughs> so. some old guy. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Friend of, friend of the Saints. Uh-oh. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, game time decisions. I think we should probably rename the show over the next uh, couple of weeks or uh, however the time being that this goes on in this in this format, Cap. Draft time decisions. Yeah, draft time decisions. You're right. We've been bust. And, and the thing is, we're not just going to give you a couple of picks here. Me and you are going deep down the wide receiver category. And I, I like our sleepers. I like our picks a lot, buddy. No, it's a, you said it. This wide receiver class is unheralded. There's so many guys. When you have like 20 guys on a list that you're all like, ooh, I, I like him. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not five or six deep. It's closer to 15 and 20 deep. It's going to be a special year. No, it really is. It's just, it's unbelievable the amount of, um, Unbelievable the amount of quality at the wide receiver uh, position uh, this year. All right, so uh, we're having fun always. I like the interaction uh, with the Twitter questions. And uh, I don't know what it is. People always love asking about food, man, especially when it, when it comes to you, Cam. Well, it is. It's people are going to be you're, – you're in quarantine right now, right? So a lot yeah, of people, well, people are they don't, want to, they don't want to order out. They don't want to order out. Who's touching my food and stuff? So I think a lot of people are like, you know what? I got to put some items in my fridge so I can make something myself or do something. So I, I got no problem with the food questions. All right. So uh, Lamar, Lamar in uh, the District of Columbia area yeah. uh, asks, um, what's Cam making for dinner uh, tonight? He goes, I won't ask Marenzi because he's probably just eating <laughs> uh, donuts and chocolate milk. <laughs> hey, you're, you're, you're more rounded than that. I've been in your fridge. You, you have your things. Like You like the pizza. You like other things, too. You know, you have a couple uh, desserts in, up for in your fridge. For me personally dessert. tonight, like you said, uh, like what are you gonna I'm, have not, tonight? I'm not really cooking, so there's uh, my boy Michael's, the restaurant near me. He's open through the, um, oh, through the, uh, the emergency. He's an essential service. I agree. Yeah, no, he is. So he's an essential service. He's allowed to stay open till 10. Everyone else ate. He's allowed 10 since it's food. And he doesn't have an eat-in. It's takeout only. Yeah. So I like it's not it. like people are dining there. So uh, I've been eating a lot there. I'm undecided, Cam. I'm either going to get a nice uh, cheese pizza tonight. I was going to say lasagna. I get a cheese pizza. Feels like a lasagna. With, with an order of French fries on the side. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Or I've been doing a lot of uh, Michael spaghetti and meat sauce. I love, buddy, you should come over. That's one of my spaghetti. I get the spaghetti and meat sauce. Nice big plate. Ten, yeah. eight, nine bucks. Ten bucks with a Coke. But what's nice is he throws in a half loaf of like Italian bread and it's oh. warmed up. And I have butter here at home. 
put yep. the butter in, it melts in the bread. I dip it in the spaghetti. And I really went all out last week, Kev. I bought some uh, Parmesan from oh, the yeah. store. Six yeah. bucks for it. It was worth the money, actually. It really, you can't eat spaghetti Parmesan. without Parmesan. I thought you told me you didn't like Parmesan. You said it smelled like feet. Yeah, I love I can't help it on spaghetti. Oh, it's spaghetti. It's the best. You and can't I know what go I did. back once you have it. Or I cooked a beautiful roast up last night. I don't like chicken night. parmesan. Oh, yeah. yeah, chicken parm is great. I cooked up a roast last night. I carved it up into, so I have some roast beef in the fridge already. Spice combination, pretty easy. Just a little bit of garlic, salt, pepper. Cooked it beautifully. It came out beautifully. And uh, Gabe, what I'm going to do tonight, chop up some potatoes. And I'm going to basically uh, fry them up and do, uh, you know, just, just some potatoes with a little bit of uh, spice there. And my vegetable tonight, I got to eat healthier, broccoli. So I got a roast. And I'm also going to try what you talked about yesterday, butter chicken and or uh, a, an Indian curry, which I've been making a lot of. Very simple to make. You just need, and what item you guys need to get in your house that I just found out about, Hot sauce is essential on everything if you if you like it hot and coconut milk. Coconut milk is great for curried sauces. So it's only a dollar forty nine or a buck ninety nine at your local store. Coconut milk, very versatile. Great for creamy sauces. Now, I don't know if you uh this is this is crazy. <laughs> cooking tips. We should get Joe Galina on. Yeah, I know, Joe, we really would, yeah. Um so with this with the stuff going on and everyone the hoarding is ridiculous, and there's no need for hoarding. Oh, I've, already, I've already told people off. No, no, the thing is, like, there's no shortage of food, everybody. I know. Like, I know. I remember I told people last week, hey, guys, I didn't see Cottonelle say we're out of toilet paper. Like, there's no shortage of food. People need to chill out. Like, no. you're morons. You're idiots. I'm glad you're buying all this stuff. We're getting stuck with it forever. Good for exactly. you. Exactly. All those like, idiots. Uh, it's going to go bad. I'm glad. Yeah. But, yeah. Man, there was a story, and this guy is in BC, real class act, right? BC. Guy goes in camp. He bought every piece of meat in the store. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was thinking if you were there and you rolled in just trying to get dinner, yeah. and you saw him and his fat wife had like three thing carts full, they bought every piece of meat in the store. Pigs. No, and I, I'm over. And the store didn't stop them. It was in Kelowna, British Columbia. Unbelievable. And a store didn't stop them, except people like did a video and they were laughing. They're like, we got it all, honey. Yeah. And they were laughing at people. Yeah. And uh, now they're getting death threats. And they're like, oh, you know, we never, uh, hey, we were just, you know. So now the guy, I'll almost give him credit at least. He basically stated, I'm a moron. And I got panicked because I watched the news and I'm stupid and I followed the sheep to go hoard because I saw people hoarding. Yeah, well, at least he admitted it. But yeah, and he goes, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, no. he wasn't like now he said. He goes, I don't know what I was thinking. He goes, to be honest, I got caught up just in watching the news. And same thing. I saw a video cam of a dude in Kentucky yesterday. 564... Uh, Mountain Dews he tried to buy. He cleaned them out of soda. 564 cases or oh, yes. two liters? Cases. 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 Yes. cases. cases? 24 per case? Yes. 500? Oh my so God. Like he basically, and they were like, dude, like, <laughs> they, so the chick at the cash basically <laughs> said F off. Yes. She I goes, agree. I'm not selling you all this Mountain Dew. And she, she goes, listen, there's a pandemic going on. Yeah. And they basically said, we just got an order of soda, and this jackass tried to buy, like, a truck full of it. 
Unbelievable. Except he got mad. Well, this is America. I have Mountain Dew, and I should be yeah. able to buy the Mountain Dew and stuff. People yeah. are nut jobs, Cam. Yeah. Oh, no. I've told people off in the store already. This lady had, like, no, the thing is, I like the one thing about America that's like that already figured it out. You guys have limits. Yeah. I like, I don't understand what the stores here were doing. For the first while of this thing, people were getting 50 cases of water, cleaning out the toilet paper. So now all the stores are like two to three limit. Well, how hard is that to figure out, right, Marantz? And you said it. It's not like Cottonelle or, or, or Charmin came up and said, we have a shortage of paper to make toilet paper or anything else. No, these people are morons. And me, I go shopping, but I've had I've had uh, lift off a couple people that had uh, basically running convenience stores, taking all the stuff from other people, and it's wrong. You know what? If you want to buy a couple cases of water, sure. There's no need for more than that and a couple things of toilet paper. Like, basic needs, let people use it. Right, buddy? Like, people are just... Uh, I, I don't even know, I know. I don't even know where they're coming from. It's just so disrespectful. Like it's uh, ridiculous. Jerry T asked an interesting question. Very bizarre question, to be honest. Yeah. And I don't know if I can answer it. What? Um, what are What are your, yours and mine's favorite top five favorite Emilio Estevez movies? Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Five movies. I I, told, I don't can't even name five movies. I think Emilio Estevez in. What Lost Boys? I don't know. What uh, else? Yeah. All right, good call. That's that a good was movie. Good. I like that one. Uh, what else was he in? Uh, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I never saw the Mighty Ducks. It's all right. It's nothing special. You're not missing that. You're no, I don't lie. What was I going to say? put it on a list of importance. No. Uh, <laughs> you know what, though? No, the one movie he's really, really good in? Repo Man. Great oh, movie. Oh, man, he's good in? Was he in Bre yeah, Breakfast Club? He was the... Uh, he was nah, in the, I'm not down with the breakfast. Yeah, I, know, I know you're not. I know. But he, he was good in it. But re, I like yeah. Repo, Man. Repo Man. That's about as far as we can go with him. Weird question. I know. But I guess, sure. you know what, though? Well, you actually think of it. He's been in a lot of movies and stuff. He's Charlie Sheen's half-brother. Yeah, he's, he's doing a lot better than Charlie Sheen. He's yeah, like, and it's funny because yeah. before, people were like, oh, you're not as successful as your brother anymore. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, who's laughing now? Uh, I, wouldn't be, <laughs> I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't be saying that these days, buddy. You know what? <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think Emilio, too, he's one of these guys, Cam, sort of like that. He'll freaking kill you, bro. Like, he's all ripped now and stuff. He'll put you like, yeah, yeah. Like, if you, hey, Estevez, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like Darren Detition. Like, don't mess with him. Hey, how the Mighty Ducks doing? Like, he'll punch you in the face, bro. Yeah, he has that look. He has that look of, like, in a celebrity fight, like he'd be a real big underdog and me and you would bet him. He just has the look of a guy. Oh, yeah. He's he the type of guy that outside the nightclub, if he got into it with other celebrities, he'd be grabbing Johnny Johnny Depp's face and smashing <laughs> it into a car. Bang, bang, bang. You know what I mean? Like, Head off the uh, tree? Yeah, sure. No. I guess the best, like, pound for pound is a guy that I wouldn't want to deal with, for sure. <laughs> right, uh, Jordan Kovacs. What's up, Kovacs? In uh, Toronto. Yep. Kovacs has a good question. Actually, uh, good questions today. Uh, they're catching us off guard. All right, Kate. If you weren't doing this job, like if you were just like an average Joe, regular job, like you're just, you're not in the media, you're not an athlete, what are you doing? Yeah. What's oh, your job? Oh, the best is Kovacs. Like I could see Cam uh, being like a, a dude, fixing thing. Dude, I'm the worst. A tradesman? Yeah, yeah, a tradesman. Like, are you kidding me? Other than plumbing, I think plumbing's something that I could figure out eventually because a lot of people think it's gross and I've done gross stuff you with like seven. Mailman. 
I see yeah. you as a mailman. Actually, you be jolly with people. Hey, Mrs. Yeah. Smith, how you doing? Oh, sorry, I got bills today. Oh, I'm sorry, lady. Like, yeah. I lose some weight, too. You know the crazy thing about this pandemic is, Gabe? I've lost like seven pounds. Everyone's putting on weight. I've been doing this for a year and a half, right? Doing shows from home. So I'm like losing weight now. It's weird. Like I'm walking up and down my stairs more. I'm like, I'm absolutely doing nothing, but I've lost a few pounds. I'd be in sales. I can't lie. Or, and another thing I've worked yeah, in a kitchen. I can see kitchen. it sales. Yeah, sales yeah, yeah. I, I do like a sales job or working in a kitchen. I've worked in a lot of kitchens, but uh, it's been no. What about you? I was in the music uh, scene before, but uh, I would say if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't mind being a, uh, I wouldn't mind being a, uh, a lawyer, a defense attorney. That's right. I'd hire you as my defense attorney. <laughs> Mr. Stewart wasn't drunk. No, no. Yeah. yeah this was entrapment. Yeah. <laughs> well, they set you up at the Bills game. That was straight up entrapment right there. Uh, yeah, yes, it was. Everybody. Uh, all right. Uh, Jesse asks, um, should golf courses remain open? Here's like the that. thing, Gabe. Actually, I have some uh, interesting news for the show. You now we talked to Cardano and everybody else. They are playing amateur tours right now. Like, I don't understand it. So you're telling me this women's amateur tour right now is playing. They have odds for it. It's basically like the third... Uh, tour like after the LPGA and the Sunrise Tour around the world, the European ladies. It's like the third ranked tour with good NCAA players. This chick Haley Moore from Arizona is one of the favorites this week at plus five fifty. They're playing golf. So Gabe, I don't understand how does this uh, turn? Uh, how does this uh, thing get away with it? Because it's so lowbrow that no one really cares. But the PGA Tour bowed to pressure from the other sports. I believe you can play golf in this pandemic. You don't need to talk to your partner. All you need to do is get younger marshals. You stay six feet from your opponent, and you don't have to talk to them the whole time. Golf is a sport you could actually do in the pandemic. I don't want to sound uh, harsh or anything like that. No, I'm no. You know, one thing I'll say, Cam, it's true. And I think moving forward, it's something that we need to look at here as far as we all can't live inside forever, right? And we're not all at vulnerable to die either. That's the whole thing. But I'm not as callous as saying, well, you know what I mean? If it takes 2 million people to die for the stock market, then so yeah. be it. I'm not saying that. Wow. But what I am saying, Cam, is for like something like this, but the problem is there's too many golfers, 120. Yeah. Like basically, like the UFC. The UFC is going forward like next month with this card in three weeks right. or whatever, in four weeks. I think they're going to have to do it in Russia. Makes sense. And it seems like that's the plan because Dana said, I have a place, I'll announce it. And Khabib just went back to Russia. I doubt that he's flying back and forth. Russia is still kind of open for business a bit. But Dana brought up a good point. And I heard Adam Silver say the same thing. Adam Silver said last week that they're looking into it right now to play a charity NBA game. Yep. Like right now. He said, like, you know, in the next couple of weeks or a month, like we're trying to we're in talks to see how we can not lead games, but to maybe like for charity to raise money for coronavirus victims. And they said, well, how would you do it? And he basically stated, how would we do it? He goes, basically, we would test everybody. Yep. It's exactly it, Ken. So you basically, you test, you, you test pass, 20 guys. Yep. You do not have coronavirus. Good we point. need to wait 14 days or seven days or whatever, like, you know, for the test to clear. You don't have it. Go into that gym right now, that warehouse. You're you're living in there like Big Brother right now for the next week. Go in there. You, Chris Paul, you're clean. Go in there. Yeah. Go in there. You can get guys that don't have it, right? 
because it's exposing people to other people. Eventually, we are going to have to move on with our lives. Yes. But the thing is, we can't move on with our lives now with lack of testing. See, South Korea, South Korea can have tested like 360,000 people, had data, and knew. All right, yes. these people are getting it. This pocket of the country gets it. This is what's happening here. So they knew, okay, we can open up this city here. We're not bad here. It's people here that have it, yet they knew the data. We don't know the data. Exactly. That's a great point. Right? Like, no one's tested. Yeah. So that's why you can't do this stuff yeah. right now. You could have it and not know you have it. That's the yes, problem. Yes, that's the thing. That's the whole issue. Yeah, like, it's the old thing. If you don't admit you have a problem, problem. like as a gambler, <laughs> use that like one as before. a drinker, like, yeah, like, yeah, that's where I, we're at right now. I still now, show up for work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye, like, yeah. If you can't admit you have a problem, then, you know, you got a bigger problem than you know, right? Like, yeah. I think we're almost at that stage still right yeah. now. Listen, I don't want to get political. Jesse's trying to get us in trouble. If we were president, <laughs> well, how yeah. would we handle these bailouts? Listen. Uh, not, like, uh, not like Trump. I, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. But I will it's I tough. will say this as far as bailouts. I always talk about this, Ken. Never any bailouts for the gambler. So true. What about Callaway? What about the pitching right now? Doesn't even have anything to bet on. What about Lindsay? You know what I mean? Like what about what about all the guys at FanDuel that are betting? What about like uh Disco Dan? Like what what's it you know what I mean? Like yeah. his livelihood's <laughs> taken away. He's not getting a check because oh you know, I'm not even kidding. Really? Half those guys in that place, they make their living going to FanDuel every day. It's taken away from them. Other guys in white-collar crime are sitting there ripping people off every day, and they get a bailout. I'm with you 100% with, the, with this one. Like, some people's means of living is gambling. They make money. They live oh, yeah, that you way. You know one thing on a serious note, too, like with all that, with the money they're going to send to everybody, uh, independent contractors, you don't get anything. So I basically, guess. yeah, I, I, don't tell us. I'm aware. <laughs> but I'm just stating like Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, taxi drivers, all these people, they're the lifeblood of the streets of society. They're not even going to get anything, right? Like, it's, it's all a pile of crap. It's absolutely a pile of crap, you said it. That's the best way of putting it. So, you know what? Better get our NFL draft props right, because that's our stock market right now. Receivers, first All right, trip. we're going to have a project for Cam. Favorite players uh, on, on teams. We're going to get in and we get it with uh, Kurtz doing baseball. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.